0: Everyone, welcome to another edition of the My Nights Are Booked podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Beth Pollock, and today I have a very, very special interview that I'd like to share with you. Um, obviously, Passion Flicks fans are deep in enjoying the newest movie to come out, Gabriel's Rapture Part Two, and I had a chance to talk with the amazingly talented and just absolutely all-around nice guy, James Andrew Fraser. And it's, it's a conversation I've wanted to have for a while. And we were kind of talking during our interview about how really, I mean, it was two years ago right now that we met, you know, as when we were doing the kind of the Brady Bunch interview with the whole cast and we were getting ready for Gabriel's Inferno part one and the world had just locked down and everything was crazy. And Two years later, we're still going on this journey, and it's it's so amazing to think that you know this is where we are, and that that Gabriel's Rapture Part Two is out, and it's the fifth movie of of this ongoing series, and it's just it's it's so amazing. I feel like we we've known James for so long, and yet I had so many questions that I wanted to ask him about his interests and how he got into acting and and those are some of the things that we we explore in this interview um there's there's some great stuff in there about um you know playing the role of paul and, and how he approaches paul and why he appreciates paul's character in the the larger scheme of things um and you know we talk about acting we talk about movies where. You know, it's, it it's actually a really fun conversation and uh it was it was a perfect conversation to have on a friday night it was uh you know it was a little bit later for him because it was he's on the east coast and i'm on the west coast so sun was still up when i was talking but it was already down and and we were all just kind of having a just a relaxed friday night chat really it was it was really fun and we ended the conversation with an addition of the, um, the 10 questions from inside the actor studio. And if you've been following the podcast recently and following some of the things I've been doing, you've noticed that I've tried to incorporate those 10 questions into my interviews lately. And so I'm always keen to know what people have to say because you never know what people are going to say when they answer those questions. And, uh, so James provided some really fun answers and I'm really excited to share those with you. So I'm not going to say much because the interview is, it's, it's a little bit on the long side and, uh, but I think you're going to enjoy it. So it's, it's, uh, it's a hundred percent James, which is, which is so nice to just be able to talk and and really dig deep into some of the things that, that he's interested in and, and, uh, get to know him better. For those of you who have been following the podcast, I really appreciate it, and I appreciate all of the likes and the the those of you who have subscribed to the podcast. And I would just encourage you to, um, you know, to to keep listening and and subscribing. All of that helps. I mean, it's metrics are, are kind of a thing. You know, that's how you gauge success these days is by seeing how many subscribers you have and how many people are following your your podcast. So I just wanted to say, genuinely, I I, I can't thank you enough for all of the support. And, uh, you know, because you, because I, I, I see that you enjoy the podcast, I want to keep bringing them to you. So, um, so yeah, you can look forward to a lot of, of really fun stuff coming up in the next few weeks and months. I've got a lot of stuff planned. So thank you so much for your support. And I really hope you enjoy this interview with James Andrew Fraser. Enjoy. So today I am so excited to be talking to the one and only James and Andrew Fraser, and we are talking about well primarily we're going to be talking about James Andrew Frazier because who doesn't want to talk about James Andrew Fraser? but James plays Paul Norris who is like the Chuck Norris of best friends in the Gabriel's Rapture movie and as we know Gabriel's Rapture just came out uh, part two just came out yesterday and we're chatting the day after it came out and um now is a great time to learn everything that we can about James. So James, thank you so much for taking the time to, to chat with me today.
1: Oh, thanks for having me, sir. That's a pleasure to be here.
0: I am, um, you know, it, it's, it's so great. Uh, you know, as if we're, I was just thinking earlier today, this is the fifth movie that we've seen. It, it, it blows my mind that we're already into the fifth movie and we're getting more and more Paul every time, and it's just a great thing.
1: Yeah, slowly, slowly working my way on screen more and more. I'll just start popping out of doors. So you never know. It's like, <laughs> where's Paul? Where's Waldo? Right, same thing.
0: Exactly, exactly. I mean, it's it's such a great character, you know. From the very beginning, he's such a great guy. I mean, you, you can't help but feel bad for the guy because he just there's no there's no bad bone in his body. He just wants to be helpful and he's polite and he's just a good vermont guy and nothing ever really seems to go his way but he's always got a smile on his face he's always ready to help julia and i just think that's like that's such a cool character to play you don't have to worry about being the bad guy
1: yeah so it's it's like i said that you know before too and i think i mentioned to sr about how it's kind of refreshing to have a character that's just like a good person mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, because that's kind of what always happens in all these roles is like uh there's always like, you know, uh even though you wouldn't think it, I get a, i play a lot of douchebags.
0: <laughs>
1: my acting career, that's one of my, my I like the air
0: quotes back. that you put on there as yes, you were saying that. <laughs>
1: um, so yeah, so um it's nice to like be like, oh this he's a nice guy. Okay, great. Um yeah, so it's been really nice just to have a uh, playing the nice guy, um, and uh just being like a person that wants somebody to uh, be happy, uh, you know what I mean? Like, and try to make other people happy and stuff like that, and just wants the best for people. So I really enjoy, you know, uh, I guess, playing from your heart,
0: mm-hmm.
1: or from my heart, or from his heart, or from all of our hearts. Yeah.
0: And I, th- I think, you know, especially in, in Rapture Part 2, there's there's a, a moment when he runs into Julia, and she's waiting for Gabriel, and that's when he sees the, the scar on her neck, and I mean, you really see everything that you just described. I mean, you in a in a blink of an eye, he realizes something happened and he goes into this ultra protective mode, like, you know, this is my friend. I want to protect her. Are you sure you're okay? And I mean, that's just it's just so refreshing to see a character who really genuinely just wants to, to wants to help and wants to be a good friend.
1: Yeah, and I think that's the great thing about these books and about this character is that um usually You that character would be played like with alternative motives, or there'd be something else under the surface that he's doing, uh, not just out of love for this other person, this other human being that's existing on this planet with him. Obviously, he has some very deep felt feelings for her, uh, but you know, I mean, they would usually give him like, oh, he's trying to like, you know, rob her, or he's just trying to get her in the sack, or all this other stuff, but no, he just like really just cares about her, so it's really refreshing that was a good moment too I remember that too shooting that in the cold um (laughs) in the freezing cold uh but uh yeah it was it was good and it's it's great because I think that deep down like most people are that way but I think that there's lots of fear uh and they don't want to show that maybe because they're afraid of rejection but he doesn't care because he gets rejected all the time he's just like immune to it now (laughs) So, yeah, so I I really, I really enjoy that. And I really enjoy that about Paul is that he's just not afraid to like heart first, like I was saying about.
0: Yeah, no, that, that definitely, I mean, it definitely comes out and, and, you know, I know that with the way that these movies are filmed, it's, you know, it's not like you just filmed this movie in the recently. I mean, these, a lot of these scenes, we were talking before we started recording, you know, a lot of the scenes and, and, Rapture Part Two were filmed two years ago. I mean, it's it's been a while, um, but the journey is the journey continues. We still have Rapture Part Three, and then Redemption is going to start filming. Do you find yourself bringing you know bringing more of yourself into into Paul's character as you kind of get to know him better along this journey? Because it's it's been much longer than anyone anticipated because of the pandemic. Like you've been part of Paul's Paul's been part of your life longer than you know you probably planned on it so does he kind of trickle through or do you think about like okay well this is how Paul might do it you know next time around
1: um so it's really interesting with that with the the fact that it has been so long because it was going to probably just be like a couple years or something but now I don't know how much <laughs> but I'm, I'm not I'm not upset about it at all it's been I think it's been a good journey actually and uh been very blessed to be a part of it and obviously have something that's uh is was able to still film during covid um in terms of my relationship to paul i think um i think i kind of just read it and i just understood him right away i just felt like it like you know what i mean Um, to touch into my me personally i think i'm a person that wants to operate like Paul operates all the time but doesn't necessarily do that out of fear like I was just talking about or other things that that come up so I think that uh seeing how he's just like really wants the best for people and Mm -hmm. obviously like he can have his moments where he's like angry at Professor Emerson or this other person or Krista because he sees that they're you know don't have the best intentions or maybe they're a bit uh you know uh hurt or uh or acting out in ways that are not in uh their own best interest so i feel like um yeah so i feel like it's it's been really great to kind of just like you know mold with that character and like also like it's it's a great way to constantly remind myself of like you know what would paul do yeah <laughs> but uh but also like just about like my inner core or like anybody's inner core i think most of them come from the 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 thought process that people are good generally um so i think that's a really good thing. And with me, I I find it just, I, I'm, I'm, t- I'm kind of rambling now, but I find it, I found that I just kind of like just locked into him right away. And I kind of just understood that he's just acting out of like love, uh, you know, and um, yeah, sure. He wants the girl to be with him, but he's not going to force her to do anything. and He's not going to make himself do anything that wouldn't, would be against his character in order for that to happen. So I think that's a really great, uh thing and it's a great reminder to myself and also just uh a great way to uh touch back into that part of myself there's like a childlike childlike thing about paul which i really love but he's just kind of operating as like this is what's good let's do that because that's what's best and uh you know what i mean so i yeah. think that's a great uh, a great character to play and it's a it's a good reminder to myself every time i'm uh reading a script or about to go into a scene with him.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, you, you made me think of something that that I've heard. Um, you know, it's, it's such an interesting thing because, you know, obviously Passionflix is developing these these romance novels and and stories, which is traditionally skewed towards a female audience. And now that that Passionflix has been growing, um, I remember when I was at the uh, I was at the Driven premiere last summer and Michael Rourke was talking about all of the things that he's learned working with Tosca and working with Passionflix. And it really seems like, you know, hearing you talk about, you know, your your connection to Paul as a character and, you know, and how he connects to you personally. Um, I'm curious, like, has this, you know, have you, have you taken things from this? Like, have you learned things as you've been kind of in this world, in this Passionflix world and working with Tosca? Are there things that you take away that, you know, maybe weren't there before. They present a different perspective. That that have you seen things differently?
1: Yeah, I think um, um, my younger self would have judged uh, stories like this more so, like being a young teen or guy, I'm like, oh no, no, right. <laughs> but um, I really see the value in this uh, type of storytelling, and I see that it's as a storyteller myself, I feel like it's been a real gift to me to be part of this type of storytelling because it's like, it's really opened my eyes to being like, okay, like that, this is, um, something that provides a lot of value to a lot of people. And I'm just like very, uh, yeah, I just think that I, uh, have kind of been enlightened in a way. And I just see that, like how, these stories can really, it doesn't have to be a spaceship flying across, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know, something blowing up, I love that. But like, you know, uh, I think that it's, even those stories that I like that are like that, it's about this, the human connection. And what this, that's what really these stories are about. It's about the basic human connection. You know, love is one of the most strongest things, if not the strongest thing in human emotion um that's driving us and i think that that's something that's really valuable and i think that that's why these stories like this right now uh we have those huge massive big tentpole things and then we also have you know these uh very very popular stories that are more just uh dealing with more intimate connection or uh simple connections not simple in a bad way but simple and like interpersonal connection and i think that's uh something that's really i see a lot of value in
0: I love that. I love that. And I I think it's it's so interesting, you know, to hear that perspective because you don't really have a lot of men talking about, you know, what what it's like to play those roles. So I think it's it's uh, it's interesting to you know to be able to to hear that and to hear that from so many people who have connected with passion flicks. I think that's kind of a neat a, a neat thing. That it would be nice if it was kind of more widespread. You know, I feel like it's it's kind of growing as you know as the genre expands into the. Into the film world, and you know we're seeing the Bridgertons, and we're seeing the things become kind of more mainstream. You know, and Passionflix has been doing it all along, so it's it's kind of neat to see that.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think that um, you know, I mean, like it was really funny when I first um, got like you know got Paul's role and stuff like that. People were like, "Oh, what's this like?" I'm like, "I think it's gonna be like a lifetime movie." And then like so many couples, so many couples were like, "Oh my god, we watch all those movies!" Like it's really something that couples do a lot together. Like mm-hmm. you know, and I've, I, I was like, "Oh, this is like awesome! This is great, right?" So, to two more people are so excited. So, it's really great to be, you know, part of that community and a part of this community specifically. And uh, I, I grew up in the house with, uh, you know, my sister and my mom reading the Outlander and stuff like that. So, I, I know that the, you know, there's huge fan fan base for all this kind of stuff. And I'm just super lucky to be, to be here,
0: talking to somebody <laughs> like yourself. Well, thank you, and and I'm, I mean, it's just. I think any opportunity to, uh, you know, to be able to talk and, and, and get to know you better because I'm, I'm learning things left and right here. So I think this is, this is, this is fun. And, and and if you don't mind, if you, if you would humor me, I'd like to kind of pivot and get to know even more about you. Okay, um,
1: oh
0: no. I, I well no, we'll keep it painless. We'll <laughs> Nothing, nothing too deep, <laughs> nothing too intensive. <laughs> we'll start with an easy one. We'll do one, uh, I, I think they, they played this game on The Office, actually, an episode of The okay. Office. But uh, you're on a desert island and you could only bring three movies with you. Which three movies would you pick? I mean, assuming, you know, that you have a, something to play them on and you don't have okay. to worry about, like, you know, there's Electricity, a and
1: all that stuff. Yeah.
0: yeah. Don't worry about the logistics. Just push, <laughs> we're not just bringing.
1: I could see you just dealing with people being like, uh, I'm sorry, where was this uh, TV coming from? <laughs> <laughs> no um so desert island uh or you know whatever lonely island uh uh movies so i, I always go to forrest gump i think is one of my i kind of have like a forrest gump hat on right now which is great uh, even though nobody can see it haha um but uh forrest gump i just think like the same thing we're talking about like i love it because it has those elements of adventure but it, it's really simplistic it's not a simplistic story but like it's like it, it comes down to the thing we were just talking about, like love and mm-hmm. right and like i love how he's the character that stays the same but because everybody knows him through knowing him those other characters change and they kind of like they, they journey because of his his uh his involvement in their life wink wink paul norris <laughs> <laughs> he's forced back pretty much um jenna <laughs> um okay um uh and then i guess like the one i would have to say goodfellas is because i've like watched that so many times um as well as forrest gump um i don't it, i don't think anybody who hasn't seen it you have to watch it um then you'll know why um just think that's such a great piece of cinema uh and then oh my goodness i don't know i uh i think maybe uh like if I had, I don't know, I can, I, can I say all the Lord of the Rings?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Well, a box set, you brought a the box, box set, set, so they're I all the in whole, there. This <laughs> is
1: really technically one story. So I think I would probably watch that. That's another thing I've watched a lot. I'm just looking at it right now on my top of my bookshelf. Um, yeah. So and then obviously that's like one of the greatest books of the century or whatever. And I think Peter Jackson did a really good job of bringing it to life. And I love the, it's about love too, as well. Everything comes down to love and uh, it's a really interesting tale. And, love how he spent his whole life creating that it's really, very cool
0: i love it i think that's great are you uh are you binging anything on tv right now
1: uh yeah i i I haven't been much of like a tv series person like i will find out like one tv series and like oh everybody loves that and then i'll just like go binge it after Mm -hmm. it's already come out like maybe you know that's what i did with game of thrones pretty much i waited till like it was all done and then i binged it um uh so right now did you like I'm, the I'm, ending so this is what i was about to say that but i was like oh maybe that's a <laughs> tangent so i wasn't as invested as somebody that spent seven years in the ending that were like so like i had friends that were like this is like they were so upset i, I thought it, i thought it was fine i thought it was it, it worked for me but I, like i said i spent like a, like my like a few months watching it you know over a summer and some people spent seven years with the build-up so i understand that they wanted something different but you know, from my sake, I thought it was a, you know, how else could they really end it? Right. I was like, yeah. this makes, this makes sense. It made sense to me. Um, uh, what was it? Uh, so yeah. So I actually started watching The Gilded Age, which seems random for me, but, uh, yeah, but, uh, it's act, like, cause I'm like, oh, this is shooting in New York City. I need to make sure I'm up on all the New York uh, shitty sh- uh, City shows. So I started watching it and like, I actually really love Downtown Abbey and, uh, uh i watched like all the downtown abbey they say downtown downtown <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's so watched, the new like, york the whole, version of yeah, downtown, downtown <laughs> abbey yeah exactly downtown um, i just
0: gave you a series idea you can just go yeah. write that
1: <laughs> awesome pen to paper tonight um, yeah uh, so uh that is, i think it's really great uh so gilded age i'm kind of binging that right now uh euphoria i binged like season two of euphoria which i love i love that show um i think it's like really like trying to like shake up what's happening on tv and stuff like that if somebody hasn't seen it i'd really suggest it's really dark but you not know, for everybody but I, I really enjoyed that show is there anything else i'm watching i'm watching uh, a bit of that uh, winning time i think that's the lakers <laughs> dynasty Hell show yeah. which i think is really fun like, I really love John C. Riley, and I think they're the supporting cast. They're doing a really good job of like bringing really good actors in that show that are like, you don't see all the time or that don't have like big, uh, you know, uh, movies coming out all the time. So I, I think like, uh, it's it's great. I really enjoy it so far. It's only episode three, but you know, I've watched all three episodes.
0: I love it. Yeah, no, I'm a huge Lakers fan. And I think that's, I, that. there's something magical about that era. So just being able to see it from that perspective i mean it's brilliant
1: yeah and i won't say anything but the, just john c riley had like a speech in the i think it was the second episode or the third with the boston coach if you know what i'm talking about if you mm-hmm. watched it right where i was like he's hitting they're pretty much hitting a nail on the head of why the show exists and why people should care about it and i think that's like it was so great so oh yeah I'm looking forward to more
0: yeah yeah
1: <laughs>
0: there's so many There are so many good things to watch it's it's uh it's just a matter of finding the right time right and it's just so many things to watch and so little time
1: yeah and i'm trying to go back through all the films that i want to watch like from like you know before criterion collection all that kind of stuff i'm really like a huge film buff so i really want to get back and watch all the the films that you know and then there's so much more content being made now so so tug of war
0: yeah yeah i hear you so that makes me wonder so you have a a very eclectic taste in the things that you watch. If somebody came to you and said, James, we'd like you to be in, you know, we're going to let you be in this, take a role. You choose any role that's on the table, any genre. Is there, is there something that you haven't been able to do yet that you'd like to be able to do as an actor? So like, you know, is, have you ever wanted to do like a fantasy role or, you know, given your Lord of the Rings, uh, you know, the, your joy of the, the Lord of the Rings. Or is there anything yeah. that, that you haven't been able to do that you would like to do or, you know, something that falls within kind of your interests?
1: Um, yeah, like, like we talked about, you, fan, the fantasy would be amazing. Sci-fi, like I mentioned earlier too, that kind of stuff. Like I, I'm, I'm very drawn to that stuff because I feel like through sci-fi and fantasy, you can like explore uh, lots of really cool themes and ideas about humanity without mm-hmm. necessarily hitting the nail on the head about it i think it's really cool like I, and i love like uh studio ghibli movies too like i just watched and i'm trying to get back on that too like i just watched like nausicaa uh from the valley of the wind right uh and i was like this movie's awesome like this movie's so good like and it's and people with discount or like you know uh because it's animation uh they don't realize like what's the, the storytelling that's really going into that and i like that something like that would be very interesting, but, um, you know, uh, be really fun to explore. Of course, just like you know, constantly working as an actor is really all I care about. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I hear you. I hear you. I just learned so funny story because I I think before we started chatting, um, for the podcast, I mentioned that I just talked to Melanie. I just learned that Melanie, for her role where she had the uh, the pointy ears. She actually has a set of her pointy elf ears in her freezer. So if you're ever at Melanie's house. Oh my God. Yeah. So just uh, make sure you check your food before you eat it because (laughs) there's a good chance if you're eating something that was frozen, it could be her ears. They are in her freezer.
1: (laughs) Oh my God. I like the tangent you went on with this one. I love it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I just, you know, you mentioned fantasy and now, I mean, every time anyone says fantasy, you think of pointy ears and then I have Melanie with pointy ears and yeah. I just learned that.
1: Wait, that's not a Dorito.
0: <laughs> what? It's called Chewy. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, could be worse. It could be like a goldfish from like oh my years God, ago, yeah, of that course. just not ready to part with. I mean, you know, yeah, I hopefully not. <laughs> did you always know that you wanted to be an actor, or did you? I mean, I, I've kind of read your your IMDb biography and it kind of hints that you know you were you kind of took an interesting role to come into acting but did did you was there a point where you just you knew this is what you wanted to be doing
1: yes yeah, the only thing i really ever wanted to do um i just kind of like kept it a secret from everybody in my family is <laughs> <laughs> it just really didn't you know what i mean it, from you know my family it doesn't they still you know i mean still this day they're like oh that's great james oh like, what <laughs> <laughs> it's such an odd you know a career a choice it's it's not the usual you know typical stuff um so yeah I've always like there was like a moment I kind of talked about it briefly uh, uh, you know I mean before and I just like you know I, I've always been interested in film and my parents are kind of what got me interested in film too as well because they've always just been such into my mom and dad are avid readers and they're uh, um big they, you know they love watching movies and tvs shows and films and series and that kind of stuff so growing up i've always watched all that stuff but you know I, i definitely like there was like a light bulb moment when i was younger there was like a babysitter showing watching a movie or whatever and it was with daniel day lewis and it was like my left foot and there was kind of just like this weird kind of epiphany i like i don't know how old i was very young like four or five and i just kind of felt like like what's wrong with this guy and then the babysitter kind of said like oh don't worry he's just pretending and then the, all of a sudden that was kind of like this weird, like click with me. I'm like, he's making me feel this way, but he's pretending. What is this about you? Right. And kind of like really, it was, it, you can't really quantify it really like, you know, but it's, I think it has something to do. Like now looking back at it, like something about like how he was making me feel or like getting in touch with my humanity or my, you know, emotions or whatever. And, and he's able to kind of affect this change in me or get me thinking about things. And like I was feeling empathy for the character and he had this condition. And I was like, oh, this is like, you know, some very interesting thing. And it kind of just sparked an idea that um, kind of fueled me. And uh, eventually one day I just had enough with uh, trying not to do what I wanted to do. And I just decided to take the leap, but I've always been doing plays and, um, you know, and throughout school and, uh, you know, I was working on stuff like that. Uh, you know, off and on trying to be like, Oh, I don't really like that anymore. Oh, that's not cool. Oh wait, actually, I really do love that. But, uh, uh, you know, so, but eventually I found my way to where I was supposed to be. So it's, it's been an interesting journey learning to trust myself more. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. I love learning. It.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, taking the leap when I want to take the leap now more so than waiting for others' approval. So, which can be difficult.
0: No, that's, that's I am. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly it all worked out it all worked yes, out exactly, exactly the way was supposed to you got it who were your who were your influences growing up like in terms of of the actors that you looked up to like who are the who are the ones that you kind of face you know and said like i you know that's i, I want to be like that or i want to do that or the ones that you just you know you were like oh he's making all those movies i really want to do those type of movies
1: yeah, so I already mentioned like Daniel Day-Lewis, like I'm a huge, huge Daniel Day-Lewis fan. I think he's like f- phenomenal. Um, I don't think many people would disagree with me. Um, I, I really just love his work. I think he's just 100% committed and he's not afraid to be that committed because I know there's some things about actors in the actor world, like it's it's hard to be that committed because you have to spend like months doing this stuff, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, but
1: he, he realizes that through that commitment, it's not about, quantity it's about quality so through that those few performances and he takes his breaks or whatever he has to do because he's so into it um i just really like uh, admire his craft and his dedication to the craft and uh, his willingness to like put himself in those uh positions to really create performances that i feel like have really just like as, a, as an actor just you just get like you know don't ever you don't ever not believe him you know uh, so mm. i really appreciate that uh actors that do like you know i mean that do fun stuff or or uh other things that i like um you know off the top of my head um i think chris pratt has some fun stuff totally like you know daniel Lewis chris pratt but like (laughs) uh, i think that he's he's like really one of the like in terms of action stars or people that are like making stuff i feel like he's one of the most fun people to watch uh now right now uh, currently um I think that he's great uh and then um uh who else like obviously uh you know robert de niro all those people uh from back in the day right now i really like adam driver i think he does some really cool cool stuff um i want to actually go back and watch girls i never watched girls but i just want to watch adam driver (laughs) because i think he's (laughs) one of he's one of the yeah i got his work in silence i like absolutely was in love with that Uh, that movie's so great too lots of people haven't seen that um yeah uh but then obviously there's like michael fassbender i could go on forever how much time do you have tom hardy um yeah like i feel like there's so many like every actor that's out there that's working that we know their name there's a reason why we know their name and there's some something that they're offering that people are really drawn to so kudos to them and you know and uh good for us
0: well and you know we're living in such an exciting time. I mean you know I can I, obviously you're enthusiastic about you know movies and, and entertainment and it's so am I and, and you know it's it's such a great time to be to be a fan of, of pretty much anything I mean like it's between streaming and regular television and movies like the content that's just being created right now you know to have and, and to think that you know I, I remember, you know, not so long ago, it wasn't cool for actors, movie actors to go and do TV shows, for example, you know, now it's like, now they want, you know, they want to have the limited series. They want to have opportunities to be on a television show because, you know, for a variety of reasons, but we're just, fans are just coming out winners in all of this, you know, and that's in even, you know, looking at at what Passionflix is doing, you know, being able to, to create just constantly create, there's so much Content to be created, and so many opportunities for people to create it. That it just—it's such a great time.
1: Yeah, I totally agree, and I think it's like another golden age to be an actor. Uh, I really do think that there's so much opportunity um, out there. Um, it's there's also more difficulty too for some other uh, for some other reasons because there is so much competition in the, in the the margins to get in there or the or the difficulty to get in or, or is a you know so like I can pick up his phone right now I'm talking to you on and like literally shoot a short film or right now or a series or do anything so there's there's less uh, barriers to entry so there's more content that's able to be created so that's there's like a whole talk about that too I've, I've watched that too so there's pros and cons but I really do think that this is like kind of a great time and I think that people are really the good thing too is like you know um, my friends are always like James, you need to be watching more TV, more TV, more TV, because I'm such a film guy. I've always been such mm. a film guy. And I've started like, you know, I mean, oh, what shows are you watching? Oh, I don't really watch that much. And then I've like been talking about like three shows I'm binging. But <laughs> right. And that's what I'm realizing, too, is that I have, you know, um, is that people are really consuming a lot of this stuff because there's so much quality out there and they're wanting to find more. And it's really, really great. And I think, like you said, those barriers to entry are gone, but also the barriers to an actor or those hierarchy to an actor is no longer really applicable anymore. Go do a play, you know, uh, I think Daniel Craig's doing Macbeth or something coming up, but right. Yeah. So yeah. if it isn't already opened, right. I want to go see that. And then like, go do a play, uh, you know, go do, do a limited series or do be on a series and, and then go do movies in your, when you have your time off or break or have a movie and then go do like, I think it's really great. I think that it's all, yeah. Like you said, it's win-win for everybody because, um, we get to see, like I was saying, on this this winning time, like, literally, like, if, if this was that that was made like, you know, 20 years ago, most of those actors that are on it that I was telling you about, they probably maybe be hesitant to be on it because of the stigma with TV or whatever mm-hmm. it was. Right. But now it's not and like literally it's just like more exposure and good, good for us because we get to see these great actors. Doing like you know, a guest star or doing like you know, this or that, so I, I think it's really great. And it's just it's the content becomes better, right? So I think that's great. And that's like why I'm talking about numerous shows. Where I'm like, oh, this is great, this is great. And I'm sure, like, you know, I mean, we could talk about shows for a while and you can tell me a lot of stuff, but I just uh, and we'll have to do this after you have to tell me some shows that you're watching, uh, because uh, maybe I can pick up some uh, ones I should start streaming.
0: Oh, yeah, there's it, you know, it, it's uh, that's what i think i love about instagram the most is that instagram is kind of a, its own beast but that's you know things will pop up and you're like oh i should watch that or i should read that and then all of a sudden i've got 10 books and five shows to watch I'm like <laughs> yeah i better stay away from instagram because i've got enough i'm, I'm booked up now like, I'm, there's plenty of stuff but there's just there's just no shortage of anything i mean i like i it, it just one of the shows it's a, the, I think the season finale is today, but a uh, servant on Apple TV. It's M okay. Night Shyamalons. It is so good. I never would have even known it existed if not for some I, I think I got an email about it and it was already in its second season and I had no idea the first season had come out. So it was just you just fall into these things and you're like, Wow, this is great. You know, and then there's the ones that you, you want to, you know, Shining Bale was one I'd seen enough commercials that, well I was I was I, it was like go on stars to watch outlander oh watch shining veil because it's there and that's you know greg Kinnear and courtney cox i've just been going wow this is this is not a show i ever would have known about but i'm so glad that i do it's just you know there's just there's no end to what's out there
1: that's great yeah that's cool i'll have to write those down you are that's the second person recently told me about uh, serving um on apple tv so i'll have to definitely check that out
0: yeah. And that what's works. the other
1: one? The other one was what was it? It was uh, uh
0: Shining Veil. Vale. Shining Veil. Vale. Vale. It. And it's a, uh, it's I, I actually so I told Allie, um, Passionflix Allie that we yeah. I love I love Allie. Um, she uh she was looking for something to watch. I said you should try this one. And she and it's because it's like it's kind of horror but it's comedy. It's like it's a little bit of everything. But it's just it's like the sweet spot of just really great television. So
1: great. Right. Yeah. We uh, that too.
0: Yeah. I think that's three or four episodes in it's it's great. Oh wow
1: so this is brand new okay cool.
0: Yeah yeah so this one's brand brand new so it's it's uh it's but it's good I think it's going to be around for a while so but you know it's funny thinking about this because you know you kind of mentioned you know that that there were these taboos connected to to actors you know and and one of the biggest taboos that I can think of um was getting connected to a franchise you know that you know don't get connected to a franchise you'll be in it forever you know and, and thinking of like Michael Keaton doing Batman in 1989. Everybody said, don't do that. That'll just ruin your career. And now you watch the Oscars and everybody who presents, you know, everyone who's winning Oscars, everyone who's presenting Oscars, they've all, they've all um, been in a Marvel movie or in a DC movie. And, and I have to think, you know, kind of to pivot, to bring it back to our conversation, you signed on for a huge, I mean, the it's the sr extended universe really i mean this is this is a project that's been ongoing for a while as, as we've said and uh it just seems like it's you know that's it's kind of a comfort zone because you know actors like you say actors want to want to work but to be connected with a franchise now isn't such a bad thing and i have to think that you know this isn't a bad one to be part of
1: oh 100 not this is so great uh i was so uh happy and pleased when, uh, I got the call from my, uh, agent, uh, that, you know, I was, uh, offered the role of Paul Norris. Cause then I was like, then, you know, I just saw online that this whole community. And I think it's a real, it's a real benefit to an actor. I understand like past, like I didn't know that about Michael Keaton. Um, but yeah, I do, I do see nowadays that people see it as like, it's, um, yeah, it's just a benefit. It's like, you're part of this world and this uh, you already have this fan base because we realize now that it's really about what your career is, is based on your connection to your audience and those are your fans. So I think that having a franchise and having these fans that like, I I, just, because I'm part of this already, they're interested in me. Like obviously you're you're talking to me now because of that as well. Right. So it's, it's a really win-win for actors. Like I'm working and I'm part of this thing that people really care about uh i have source material and novels and all this other stuff uh that and every time i meet a fan they're telling me other stuff about that i didn't even realize i'm like what's going on it's like really really cool so i think it's just it creates a community and that's Mm -hmm. what's really happening in the like you know with everything it's like these niches are forming and it's a really good way to um to uh, expand your career as an actor and also as a person and uh, just to kind of like really, yeah, and really just explore all these different uh, avenues and stuff. So um, it's really, I think it's a, it's been a huge blessing to be a part of this and like I'm, I'm learning so much and like I'm learning lots of other things about other uh, <laughs> romance novels and other series and stuff like that. So it's really cool. So um, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm I'm all game for it. they're like, they're, the people are like, we're pushing to get a Paul Norris novel. We're pushing to this. And I'm like, let's do it. Like, I, it, doesn't, it doesn't bother me, right? So it's all, it's, all, it's all great. And I think, like I said, just, it's a blessing. Everything take, and I think that's what I think is another act, actors nowadays are more seeing it as like, it's, a, it's always just good if you just are out there working putting your face out there and, and doing your art. I think it's good. I think it's not a, a bad thing to be part of something that people love i think it's a really good thing
0: so absolutely now speaking of uh of putting your face out there one of the uh one of the things that that i know your fans really enjoy is your instagram account constantly oh, really? uh <laughs> yeah, well yeah i mean i've been so off comments lately, alone. so bad <laughs> it's just every time there's a new it, every time you post something i mean it's just it, it's uh i love it because it's it's uh it's serious, but then it's not serious. You know, like there's some people who take their social media so seriously and it's, you know, the perfect shot or the perfect, you know, like everything. It looks like you do it for fun and enjoyment. And I think that's what really makes it, makes it so enjoyable as, as a fan to be able to appreciate that, you know, that you're having fun with it. Cause it's gotta be, it's gotta be a really hard balance, right, to like figure out how much of yourself you wanna put out into the world because you're already doing that as, you, as part of your job
1: yeah um that's a really good point that you put on uh are you how would you say that expression that's a very good point you said <laughs> i can't think of the words now um <laughs> but anyways i need somebody to write them down for me um so um yeah no um i just because i with social media i was you know i um uh, got this role and obviously like i let got more way more social media attention because of that and then i was like well before that i was just like posting whatever i would want whenever i wanted right mm-hmm. and you know uh, i thought about like how would i actually find a happy balance with this and then when i first started like doing it i was just kind of figuring it out and i was like i'll just do a uh, this is kind of a like a model looking photo of me and i'll write something serious or like something like talk about my week or whatever my thoughts are and then it kind of shifted because i'm like i'm not really showing who i am i'm kind of like a uh, I kind of a bit of a goofball so i don't really want to not show that because i think that's one of like you know i mean how i'm gonna survive doing social media is by just like seeing the humor in it mm-hmm. uh, i can't because i can't take myself that seriously so i don't like you know i mean other people they can do how their social media however they want but and how you know i follow those people too as well uh but for me personally just really like be able to do it because it is a job it's a job and like i have been off of it and i feel bad for people that follow it my account because I literally like since I've been back from Canada from holidays, I'd like just been like kind of in another little zone. So I've been like, uh, but I have to get back to my posting, but it is, it's trying to that balance of, uh, being myself, but I don't want to give everything away because I'm also an actor. And I think mystery is good. Mm -hmm. However, I think that, um, I'm starting to like challenge that notion too, as well right now, So I think it's just about taking each step and like trusting myself as I'm going through the process. Uh, And just like, if I could, I, you know, if I want to post something completely different, go for it. Um, But um, yeah, it's trying to find that balance because there's lots of like, you know, blah, blah, blah. But you know what I mean? Um, People say this, do it this way or that way. I think you just have to like trust your intuition and go for it and uh, see what happens.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think the authenticity is what makes it so endearing because it, it really seems to be a reflection of who you are and not what you think the world wants you to be, which is important.
1: Yeah. And I think that's a big thing too. And, I, and that's what I kind of was trying to find, like, what's my voice? What do I want to say? And what do I want people to consume from my social media? Yeah. Cause like, you know what I mean? I don't want to be some guy that's just like, you know I mean? Taking shirtless pictures all the time and like, being like yay look at, like this like what am i what value am i giving these people however you know i mean if you're doing that that's fine you know i mean i'm sure you have lots of followers uh and it's going great for you but for me i kind of was like <laughs> i don't know you know what i mean like i don't want to be a slave to the algorithm you know what i mean i want to just right. do my thing and, and see what happens and yeah just be genuine and i think that's all you can do right i think people gravitate towards that so
0: absolutely how do you, how do you unwind? Like, what are the things when you're not working? Like, what are the, some of the things that you enjoy doing the most?
1: Um, I'm like, I like, literally, I'm just obsessed with film and TV. It's like pretty much what I do when I unwind uh, in order to read like story. I'm just obsessed with it. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I do.
0: <laughs> that's not that's uh, not a bad thing. I think yeah, in, in, in anything like you you're preaching to the right choir here that's Triggered it.
1: Figured <laughs> i was so that's where we can bond over that yeah like i just love like you know what's that film like i told you about like you know uh anime like i've watched that like and I, maybe i started getting into tarkovsky you know like you know all this other different stuff and, and like there's so much stuff to watch that's like so good and that could really inspire me as an artist so that's where i wait if i have downtime if i'm not socializing with people then i'd be doing that i even have like when i sit down to eat i'm like okay for, I'm putting on this new like and then I just break it up. Like we're watching a Dr. Shivago I haven't seen that. Now I'm gonna start watching Dr. It's like three and a half hours long. <laughs> but I'm like, okay, so you know, lunch, I'm watching a bit of Dr. Shivago Dinner, Dr. <laughs> 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 it's like a job watching this stuff.
0: Yeah. I no, I think I think that's great. I think that, you know, the variety is the spice of life, right? So it's just, you know, that I think that's That's everybody always asking, like, you know, do you only read romance novels? And I was like, no, actually, I didn't. I never really read romance novels. It just kind of, for me, it was. I mean, you can see, you can see because we're we're talking here. But for listeners, like, I've got all of these books because publishers send them to me to review, but I don't ask them for like they send me what they want to send me. So I could end up. The other day, I was I went from a Regency romance, like a Bridgerton, to um, one about a serial killer, not a romance very much not, <laughs> very not romantic at all um actually kills the girl that he was interested in so that was a whole thing oh, i mean goodness. it's just it's just like one thing after another. It, and it's like i love that i mean I, to me that's where it really gets interesting so it, and i find my tv habits are very similar you know or, or movie habits or what have you i mean there's no there's really nothing that i i wouldn't watch um yeah i, I can't even i started watching a. My brother-in-law is a huge wrestling fan and I never thought I'd like wrestling. And now I've, I've watched enough to where I'm like, okay, I have an appreciation of this for whatever it is. I don't quite know, but I'm, I'm appreciating it. It's, it's, it's entertaining. So, you know, you never know, you never know until you try it, I guess.
1: There you go. And have you watched heels yet then?
0: I haven't, I haven't. That's one, but it's on my list. It's on my ever growing list.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know I'm sure so much stuff, but yeah, I know that's a, you know, family wrestling drama in the South. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, no, that's, it, it's, uh, there, there's so many, there's so many things, but I, I I think that's, I think that's a, that's a good thing. That's a good yeah, thing.
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: <laughs> so to kind of, uh, as we start to kind of come to the end of our conversation, I wanted to ask you some of the questions that James Lipton, the great James Lipton asks all of his guests, or asked all of his guests when they would visit the actor studio. So I have the 10 questions from inside the actor studio, and you can answer in any way that uh, you know you're under no pressure, even though Melanie gave really amazing answers. You are not wow. under the same pressure. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Josh Plass, he also answered uh, to the actor from uh, Tangled, he, he answered these questions, he had some really fascinating answers. So, no pressure, James, no okay. pressure. And um, yeah, so we're gonna start out. Question number one. What's your favorite word? Life. Life, good one. What's your least favorite word?
1: I wanna say the opposite, of course. First thing that pops in my mind, but um, I don't think so. I think, hmm. Malice
0: good one that's a good one what turns you on
1: oh so many things um <laughs> but i i i think it's just joy joy of, of any like in of anything
0: i like it what turns you off
1: malice <laughs> <laughs>
0: What sound or noise do you love?
1: You know, this is funny thing. I've watched like inside the actress movie, like all like all these things too. And uh I love it. Um the sound. I think this one has changed all the time for me, but I think it's um yeah, just like silence. Silence or like the sound of nature. And What noise do you hate? Uh, Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know if I want to say this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, I'll say it. Okay. Paper, like loose leaf paper being rubbed against a carpet. It's very specific. But I remember, like, growing up in school, in the portables in my school growing up we'd have like come to the floor children and then the kids would just be rubbing the loosely paper like on the carpet and like it's like nails on a chalkboard for me
0: so that's been haunting you for years
1: years it still haunts me to this day
0: wow wow, that's some trauma there interesting yes yes you never know what you might learn on this wow (laughs) what's that what is your favorite curse word and feel free to say it
1: yeah yeah it's fuck that's definitely my favorite like everybody says that on inside the actor studio but it's definitely it's so applicable that's why
0: that was Melanie's also mm. I, oh, it was...
1: Oh, I was expecting it to be something else being from Aussie land, but it's okay
0: yeah I know that and that caught a lot of people off guard but yeah yeah that was yours what uh what profession other than your own would you like to attempt
1: nothing Nothing. Um, I'm doing what I love and uh, anything that would do with storytelling, any facet like directing, writing, producing, anything that's making story. That's really what I, I love to do.
0: What profession would you not like to do? A bartender. Interesting.
1: <laughs> Many years behind the bar, and I'm no longer doing it, and I never seek to go back. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, Last question, James, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates?
1: Uh, Welcome.
0: Nice, nice. Well, James, this has been an absolute pleasure, and I've had so much fun getting to know you and and getting to know more about you, kind of in a a more intimate one-on-one setting, and hopefully we'll be able to chat again. I I feel like we're going to be, we're two years into this journey and there's there's a lot more mileage to come so so yeah hopefully this is a to be continued instead of a farewell
1: definitely is sarah Beth. and thanks so uh thanks so much for asking me and thanks so much for your time and it's been a pleasure of getting to know you two better
0: thank you so much and yeah we'll uh we'll chat again
1: take care